0: Hi, I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite
1: podcast on the Citadel. Hello, Mixed Nutcases. Welcome to Intro to Ghibli, Howl's Moving Castle. With me, as always, I have... Hi, I'm a moving castle.
2: No, it should be text Moving Castle. Yeah, text. Hi, I'm moving.
1: I'm Tech. <laughs> and our guides... Hi,
2: I'm
3: Jason.
1: And I'm Jen. And you both have seen Howl's Moving Castle before. How many times?
3: <laughs> I think this is the first time you've asked me if it, How many times I've seen in these Ghibli movies I'm pretty sure I've lost count how many times I've seen
2: Hal Enough to feed actually, his Hal's David Bowie Enough to feed his David Bowie Man Crush so plenty oh, absolutely. Hey Jen. dude I got, I'm, 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 I've got a Labyrinth
3: Blu-ray
0: Jen Hal is one of the ones that I've actually
3: seen Multiple times
0: um, I'd have to say I've seen it at least five or six
1: I asked that because I knew that Jen had watched it again today. Uh, she made herself a milkshake too. I want a milkshake um that has nothing to do with the anything else except making everybody want milkshakes so tech and I we went and we saw this at the theater. We missed the Sunday showing, and we went to the Wednesday, not realizing it was a subtitled version. Which was really good Uh, I actually enjoy subtitle movies Except we were really tired that day And it still was really good
2: So the, the one problem with the, the – the it was a the theater that had, like, a powered reclining <sighs> seats that were, were very, amazing. very comfortable. It's a great uh, way to watch the movie, especially being of slight frame that I am. If I'm, on a, if I'm in a theater that's got those, like, spring reclining seats, in order to get it to recline, I have to, like, hold it back with my legs, and I get, so, <laughs> I, I get a sore leg. But with this, a power recline, reclined the seat all the way back. The problem was that with the seats in full recline, where the subtitles were on the screen was right where the bar, the handrail was of the row in front of me. So I'm constantly having to lean to one side or scooch up or scooch down in my seat to read the next line of text. I don't know. I I was either like six inches too tall or too short to watch this movie.
1: There was that. And the fact that we each had about two hours sleep and... uh, we were in comfy chairs in the dark. That was that was interesting. Um
2: I may have missed a couple of scenes. Yeah, there were
1: a couple of things that I believe liked. Right. Hmm?
3: Yeah, we got a theater like that. It's called The Pinnacle. It's a wonderful theater. Uh this theater had that. it not only does it have the reclining seats, but it's got all you can eat like drinks. Uh so once you buy your drink, you can just go back and refill it as much as you want, and that includes slushies. So yeah. Nice. Nice.
1: So, uh, But we really enjoyed it, and uh, now we're going to do our 30-second synopsis, and usually Tech does this, and he can still do it, but I am going to do my own 30-second synopsis. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if Terry Gilliam directed a Ghibli movie, and it starred David Bowie? That's my synopsis. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Tech? My 30-second synopsis is going to have to wait until after more discussion because I want to talk about this first before I... I, Because I I think this was, of all the movies, the most surreal. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's really what happened. Mm -hmm. So once we discuss the plot, I'll talk about what really happened and that'll be my synopsis for the film.
1: Okay, don't let me forget. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, first reaction.
3: Hey, we we haven't done the cat returns, right?
2: No, not
1: yet. Okay. So our first reactions, uh, I loved it. As I said, we were very sleepy and it was a subtitled and there was a bar in front of the subtitles and yet I was really into it. This to me is an art film and everyone who had uh, listened to our Princess Mononoke is going, oh no, she hated it. No, this is an art film, but I was really engaged throughout the entire thing because it's still a movie. Uh, it was beautiful. It was wonderful. And there were some things that really struck me to my core uh, that I, I really did enjoy.
2: I was immediately blown away in the first few scenes with, you know, we talked a lot during Princess Mononoke about how many animators died making those backgrounds and making those sweeping nature shots, just as of... many animators died in this doing character animations
3: mm. The street scenes in oh, the yeah. first town, or, or actually street scenes in the first town, and street
2: scenes in the town where the um, the, 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 the 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 marching troops and the parades and uh, the various uh, like aerial bombardment scenes, or uh, even just uh, you know the scenes of a busy kitchen with eight or nine people moving in different directions, all brilliantly beautifully animated well, uh, uh, initial reaction from this movie this is an acid trip this is incredibly surreal um do
3: you think yeah, think about um the scenes in house moving castle when it was dirty
2: oh yeah mm. yeah uh, there, there's so many things that are moving uh the uh, any of the wreckage scenes when the house starts to get wrecked and there's pieces falling and crumbling and breaking apart and it's all it was all incredibly you know animators died making this we we honor their sacrifice um, but i i was uh i was taken aback um a little bit by um it reminded me a bit of Spirited Away with the incredibly stylized uh, characters. Like there, there's that one scene of the evil witch melting on her way up the stairs. Yes, that would have scared the crap out of little Techie had he yes. seen that in theaters. Um, <laughs> or the the wizard transformation
3: that Hal goes through in this movie. Like mm. the, it's it's monstrous. Like it has. It's obviously it's not like how in Spirited Away. That most of the creatures that are in this don't look dangerous. They just kind of look otherworldly. The wizard form Hal takes it looks dangerous. It has claws. It has fangs. And it's it roars. It looks dangerous. It looks built to fight, not just you know like we slipped into Wonder, Alice in Wonderland territory.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this really felt like like Ghibli's Adventures in Wonderland. With uh, some steampunk. Right. For, for, quite, for quite a bit of it, it's uh, you know I kept expecting a Cheshire Cat type character to show up, which you know was played by Calcifer, the little fire demon. But um, yeah, for, first impressions, incredibly surreal. And I loved the character animations um, and how people moved in this. And Calcifer, the little fire dude, how the fire moved and changed with temperature as he was like eating logs and stuff was pretty cool. Yeah. How, yeah. About, you? how about you guys? Did. Or did they get first impressions?
1: Yes. Uh, what were your first impressions when you first saw this?
0: I can't remember the first time I saw this. So, well, How about your
2: first impression today when you saw it again?
0: I, I was going to say I'm going to have to go with the last impression. Mm. <laughs> um, there was a lot of things that I noticed watching it this time that I don't remember noticing before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of it was um, there was a lot of violence. There was a lot of Actual like abuse. There was a lot of like little details that they notice right off, but it gives you the eerie feeling.
3: Mm. Mm. Yeah, actually, there's actually a lot of grim death in this movie. um, If you pay attention, it is quite dark. They don't, you know, they don't show you, but they do show you a city burning because it's been bombed into submission. Um, You know, and Howell himself is wounded a couple times in this. But um, my first impressions with this were, you know, like it is, like there are dark scenes, but for the most part, it's all bright. It's like, it's literally like we stepped into something from Jim Henson's storyteller, right? Like, I mean, do a live action movie made with a bunch of Jim Henson puppets, I'm thinking it's a sequel to either The Dark Crystal or The Labyrinth like i mean it's 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 just really bright it's really beautiful and it's it's super whimsical and like you guys said surreal like i mean even the town like the scene in the beginning where she's in like which is a really cool like contrast because she's sitting in her hat shop and they show from the outside in and you get another outside view a reverse view because you have the street scene with all the people, the different colors, everything going on. Even the military uniforms are like bright blue and red and they've got epaulets and all this stuff. And then inside it's a very quaint little hat shop, but you see all these hats like my goodness, how many hats has she been making? But then outside of her window, you actually get to see like the results of some recent attacks on the town or city. And you get the smoke from the train, the industrialization. And it's a real big and. contrast between the two scenes with her kind of jammed in the middle and i think it's actually quite apropos for what this movie is about
1: yeah uh has anyone read the book that this is based on no
3: no i didn't learn that this was actually based off a book until gosh years after i um saw this
1: all right well when we get into trivia there's a couple of comparisons i can point out Uh, i have not read it but i i think it would be fun to read
2: um so highs and lows. <sighs> highs. Uh, I mentioned uh, the animation, uh, the story itself. Um, you know, this is a um, story of a uh, a young woman, a hat maker, who um, falls for a, uh, a powerful wizard apprentice by the name of Howell. And he has this really cool sort of a magical castle that sort of has a, a magical doorway that allows him to flip between – Uh, It's like a portal between uh, places in the world, all set around the backdrop of this um, war between uh, two rival kingdoms and her relationship with Howl. Um, The story is well, I, I can say this now, I've watched enough of them. This is Typical Ghibli uh following a, a a a coming of age story of a, a young teen a young girl as uh, she you know blossoms into womanhood and experiences some pretty powerful emotions of love around this you know this guy Howell who's a, a pretty complicated dude and uh, the characters that that go around it uh Lowe's uh, like I said, before Lowe's, it would have scared little Techie with some of the, uh, the really stylized animation uh, that he does for his evil characters with the big faces, the big noses, the like flapping jowls and the, the way that that bubbly
1: would, oil, black uh,
2: uh, demon things. Right. But the, the way that well, no, the, those the, and those dudes were, were kind of cool. But yeah, yeah, that would have scared me, too. But especially the uh, the scene where uh, the two old ladies are racing up the stairs to meet the king. In the slowest foot race ever, and one of them is melting <laughs> under the exertion as she goes uh, that would have scared the crap out of me uh, and it 's a, it's a pretty uncomfortable scene to watch and I know and that was the point uh lowe's that and um I was a little annoyed with the end with one character in particular um, with uh the character of the uh, the scarecrow turn it, turn it turnip the scarecrow where at the very end it just goes poof i'm the princess from another kingdom i'm the prince from another kingdom and allow me to do my magic and i i I don't know it just it seemed so lame so tacked on for all of the all of the build that they had for turnip uh, as he was as he was going along where even at one point howell goes oh and you my friend I'm not even going to touch your magic. It's powerful. It's like, oh, there's something cool and special about this guy. This is kind of cool. And then at the end, it's, whop, whop. I'm sorry, your princess is in another castle. It it was lame. It felt lame. And
1: he's totally doing, like, the friend zone guy thing. He's like, well, I can see that you're in love with this dude. But love is fleeting, so I'm here the moment he fails you. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: It felt tacked on and cheap, and i I'd say that uh, of of everything, that's the the thing that disappointed me in the movie because everything else was was really cool. It was really fun, it was really beautiful, it was kind of scary. It had a great story. and I don't know, I was expecting more out of turnip uh for me the one of the
1: really big highs is Sophie. Um, And I really can identify with Sophie. She is somebody who is unhappy in her life. She enjoys sewing her hats, but she doesn't enjoy interacting with the people in her world. And even her family, she's kind of an afterthought. And we see later like her mom ends up tricking her. And doesn't even care that she's done it. Yeah, it's totally... Take me to my husband. Like, that's that's from my other family. I don't need to worry about that. And Sophie, when she's cursed, she's not upset. She's like, oh, finally, my clothing makes sense. And, and at one point, she says, the good thing about being old is you have nothing to lose. And it gets to a point where, I mean, you, you realize... The only reason she still looks like an old lady is she's decided this. The curse had worn off by this point, and she had had been young many times in her appearance. Anytime she wasn't thinking about herself or unaware, uh, she would return to her youthful look. And like, for instance, when she was sleeping and Howell saw her exactly the way she was, And then when she was conscious and aware of herself, she was an old lady. So it ended up being something that she was doing to herself because she was actually more comfortable that way. And she goes to the the castle. She doesn't actually have to stay there. She chooses to go there. She chooses to stay there because, oh, well, I can take care of this little boy and I can befriend this fire demon. And, oh, yeah, there's that guy, Hal. Well, let's see what I can do for him. And, she, and who
2: wouldn't want to befriend that little fire demon?
1: I know. She finds that people are appreciating her here. And I don't know. There's something really neat about the idea that she is bucking all of the conventional ideas of what she's supposed to be and making her life as exactly what nobody wants. Everybody's scared of Howl and his castle. Uh, everybody wants to be young and beautiful. And yet, the things that make her happy are being in this scary castle. And being an old lady. Uh, so I really dug that. I loved the David Bowie-ness of Howl. Uh, Especially I mean,
2: early on when, yeah. you know, with the, with the cape and that, that that white and purple V-neck tunic he's wearing. And and, uh,
1: and 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 the walking in the air kind of a thing. Just just believe you can do it and we can do it. Uh, that was very David Bowie. And and even when he has his tantrums and you're like, all right, Howl, chill, mm. uh, it's...
2: He's really, a, there's really a lot of Goblin King. Yeah, in I Shirley was going to say, it's
1: a lot of Jareth in there, and I enjoy it. He may not be the best character, and he may not be the best to the people with him, uh, but I I do enjoy him for what he is. And uh, I I don't know, I dig all of the animation. I dig the way that the old lady melted there's just so much of that that, that really strikes me. Um, I will agree that uh, Your Prince is from Another Castle uh, is kind of like tacked on. And I'm sure that there's a little bit more there. So I kind of want to read the book on that. Um, I, and and the war is a total Miyazaki creation. It has nothing to do with the book. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And it really goes to his idea of pacifism um, and and everything else that we've seen in like Porco Rosso uh, so I really did dig all of those things um, but yeah it, it, I think the only and I love, I love surrealism I'm a huge fan of surrealism but I think the only real lows are sometimes I wasn't quite sure why certain things w- did certain things uh, I've read some trivia and I've got some answers for that but I don't want to spoil this review highs and lows from you guys you go, ladies first. Go.
0: No, I'm good.
3: No, I'm good.
0: <laughs> like, I kind of want to hear you.
3: <laughs> so, highs for me are the things are part of the things that you guys. Well, one of the things is is the one that you don't. Uh, one of the highs for me is turnip head. The other, and he's correlated to not only Sophie's curse but his own. Mm-hmm. And the reason is. Is because I thought of her curse working in a different way, because Turniphead's curse was the traditional fairy tale curse. Only true love can can break his curse. Finding his true love can break his curse. For Sophie, because it does not allow her to talk about her curse, it's still based on true love, but it's closer to what Ariel had than what an actual fairytale curse would be, which is why, if you notice, in most of the times when she actually starts looking her age and actually getting her dark hair back and all that good stuff, it's either when she's being absolutely confident in what she is saying and doing Mm -hmm. and not just accepting what happened to her, but also having the confidence to confess how she feels about how. Yeah. Because the two scenes, there's three scenes where she becomes young when she confesses her feelings for Howl, when she is sleeping, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: and when she is, if you notice, she has a lot of in-between states. Like, at one point she actually is standing up and not looking as old, but she's more like, let's say, in her early to mid-50s. Whereas when she first gets cursed, she's probably in her 70s. Right? And then there's moments where she's actually standing more upright, and she just kind of wrinkled, um, and she looks like I said, you know, early, early to mid fifties and so forth. And those are the moments where she's either coming into her feelings for Howell or
2: confronting Howell about something. It's re- it's really subtle, and there's a bunch of scenes I found myself, uh, you know, looking at the start of the scene. She's an old lady, and then three quarters of the way through the scene, she's a young woman. She just has gray hair still. Yeah, but she's she's a young woman again.
1: And then there's times when, oh, she's an old woman. Oh, now she's getting even older and hunching. Mm. And now she's, you know, and she'll, she'll change in very subtle ways.
3: Based on her behavior, her mm-hmm. perception of herself, and her confidence behind what she's saying and doing. Mm-hmm. Um, my lows are, we don't get enough, in my opinion, of the Witch of the Wastes or Witch of the Wilds and um, or the Queen, because they talk about, um, or I shouldn't say queen. It's not the queen. It's uh his. The, it's the king's, um, king's second. Yeah, the 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 head witch who's in the wheelchair. Like we don't get enough of her, and I really like her character. I also like the king because I love it when uh, later in the movie, where Hal transforms himself into the king, and he's like Solomon, <laughs> and he's like, and all. It's really funny. Like it's and having Christian Bale's voice doing all that is amazing. Like it is, or at least most of it anyway. But no, it's, it's, we don't get enough of that part of the world. We get a lot with Howell, his castle, Calcifer. We get a lot with Sophie. We get a lot of the situations around the castle, mm-hmm. like
2: with the people and you, know, like the band of leaflets. And so we the, bring up, you bring up the King's Witch, and I have to ask a question at this point before we forget, because there's, there's a part of the movie that really bugged me. Mm. Uh, bugged, That's a, there's a pun there, that why did the witch have to send Sophie's mom to plant a bug in the house to spy on them when she already had her familiar, the little dog, with them the entire bloody movie? Because I don't think the familiar was transmitting to her, and uh, yeah, th- yeah. that to me is such a lame cop out.
1: Yeah, it's like why didn't why didn't we get a little? bit That's a little backstory we could have used while it was going on.
2: Like the whole time, the whole time I'm watching this movie, I I, I had this. Oh, so the, the 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 witch sent the familiar to spy on Sophie, and I just automatically assumed that that connection was already made, and then. Later on, it's you're planting a bug in the house. Why? And then it's like, oh, well, you haven't reported to me since then. And all we get back is <laughs> and I and see, I love it. I it feels to me like
3: if Snidely Whiplash's dog Muttley, yeah, exactly, <laughs> decided to betray him and love on um, d- uh, um, oh Penelope, whatever her name was. I can't remember her name. Gosh, my, my nerd crit, I'm so sorry. Um, but that's what it came out to me, because when you first see him, you're like, oh, yeah, he's you're- a bad guy.
1: <laughs> Don't trust him. You're <laughs> trusting him. Well, and there, I agree. Also, I want to know more about the witches, the, the witch of the wastes, her motivations. It's just, oh, yeah, she used up all her magic and she's just stealing it from other people. But
2: no, really, what is her motivations? Why? She could get her own movie. Yeah, she could. She really could. With Ghibli doing lots of spinoffs. Um, I mean, you could do like a whole wicked type thing just on the mm. story of the Witch of the Wastes. Yeah, that would be I, good. I'd watch it. That'd I be good would,
1: because I have so many questions. Mm. Um, I also like that she's a
2: bit of a cougar, and we'll get <clears> there. <throat> we'll get there. <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll get, we'll get there. Don't, don't don't don't. We'll get there. Okay, uh, Jen. <laughs>
0: so, okay, so thing like the whole Muttley thing. Totally, totally agree with, but that was <laughs> that was Muttley. Okay. The whole peeping bug thing, if she had not fed Calcifer the peeping bug and made him sick, have thrown the water on him and shown him as an actual, like, Sophie would never have freaked out so bad that she realized that it was actually Hal's heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I i think that Salomon and uh, Turniphead, who was one of my favorite characters, who fell in love with Sophie as an old woman. Mind yep. you, I don't know if with his curse he saw her as a younger person or not. But he fell in love with her as an old woman, so he fell in love with her for who she was in the first place. I feel that they were supposed to have a second movie. They It, it played it into a completely separate storyline, second movie anyway, and the whole fact that in the end, which is one of the parts I had an issue with, he says, hearts can change, I shall come back to fight for her, which is, just means he's trying to steal her away from her true love. Mm-hmm. Second story. I believe the peeping bug was not was to a, be a
3: peeping bug. To quote it Star was. Wars, to quote Star Wars, it was a trap. Yeah, mm. it was a virus. But uh, and and that's exactly what I was gonna mm. what I was gonna get to later is that I don't think I think it's more Sophie in love with with Howell than Howl in love with Sophie.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I
3: think Howl was more infatuated with the fact that this is one of the few people on this planet that can go toe- to toe with him and deal with his mood swings deal with his drama
2: to do, basically to deal with his david Bowie-ness, right is it, he doesn't and well it, it, he doesn't love her he loves that she loves him yeah exactly. that she's she able technically to
0: see is in yeah. love with him because he was her night and shining armor place where sitting there um, you know harassing harassing her, her. mm-hmm and if saying, you think oh, it, I like her better when she's scared. <laughs> no, that's so oh,
3: creepy. That's such a that creepy line. So creepy. But also, if you think about it, nothing Howell doesn't do a single thing for her when it comes to being like, you know, Sophie. I don't care if you're old or whatever. I like you for who you are. In fact, he continually tries to bring out her verboseness, her her. Her, her attitude, her personality, her confidence. her confidence. But it's only because of who he is, right? Like, he's this, you know, he's kind of like the party animal kind of socialite. And he needs someone like that on his arm. Whereas all her character development and all her change is all from her end. Like, she does this all yeah. in the pursuit of him. He doesn't change well, her. Also- she changes her. Yes.
1: She,
0: she is a nurturer. Mm-hmm. He is... Well, technically this entire time a
3: child. Yeah, he's a baby man. Like he's like he's a he's the definition of a baby man. And if you think about Bad it job. right, like yeah <laughs> yes. if you, if you take out Howell, she's falling in love with turnip head like that's who she ends up with. Because
0: But see it's also that it's also got a whole different thing. Turnip Head the entire time does everything that he can for her. The sweet, he's, you know, the, the kind best friend, and she falls in love with the asshole. Yeah, and he doesn't try to change her. Like, he realizes
1: yeah, she's
3: that she's in his friend zone just so hard.
1: He really is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, for Turnip Because he tries to help her. Like, she's doing all this cleaning for this a-hole, right? Mm. And – like, fine, I'll, 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 I'll help you hang this laundry. Like I'll, you know, he even, he even guided her to Howl's castle. So she basically didn't die out in the wild. Dang Cause that it, was I like even what introduced I introduced them.
1: Man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And I said this to Jen earlier. I was like, I think she's accepted being this old lady. And I think she's going out into the wilds to just die. I think she's taking this as her, as her opportunity to be like, you know what? I never got, I never went outside of town. I never went and adventured the food and I'm going to go adventure because she had no other plan. Yeah. She didn't say well, she was
0: 90 years old. Yeah.
3: <laughs> she didn't have another plan. She was just like, nah, screw it. I'm just going to go out here and walk around for a while. And, and what happens, happens. Yeah. I, I think And like she her. said, when you're old, you have
1: nothing to lose. So she had no fear. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And, and I, and turnip head was like, Hey, don't kill yourself there's a place for you to go and you can find a solution here I'm sure yeah
1: uh, I, I think uh, you were saying so, like she doesn't fall in love with how she's falling in love with Turnipad. No I think she's not falling in love with Hal. she's falling in love with herself and she's getting to know who she
3: really is mm-hmm. because so much of the film how's not there. Yeah, and it's, it's through her, her trying yeah. to help Howl and do things for Howl that she finds this confidence.
1: He and making a really- life for herself. Oh. It's like, I'm not going to live in this filth. I'm going to clean everything up. Oh, so I yeah. messed up his hair. I don't care.
3: It's clean. <laughs> oh, God. It's, that is probably my, that's my absolute favorite scene in this movie is when she starts cleaning and she plays the best prank on the little kid. She's like, oh well, I'm a cleaning demon, and you better get upstairs and move anything that you don't want me to clean. And he's like, oh, no, oh, no, my room lasts. And he runs upstairs, and she just cackles. It's great. Like, I love it. That was it. actually really <laughs> and, great, yeah. And it's a great scene, too, when he's doing the whole, like, medicine shop thing. And this old man's like, oh, could, could I come get some medicine? And he's like, uh, come back later. There's a raging witch in there. And she's <laughs> just coming. Like it's it's great. Like I remember as a kid, like when my aunts would clean, I'm like, Oh crap, they're cleaning and I'm like, I gotta put all this stuff under my bed 'cause if I don't I'll throw it away. And like it's it was wonderful. Like it was absolutely wonderful. And through this whole scene, the animation of it all, like and how is how like again, how's the ultimate bachelor, right? He had two spoons and a fork and like a cracked plate and some cardboard, I guess, to eat off of. And everything else was just in the sink, and he's like, "I'll get to it tomorrow
1: and Markle's not allowed to use the stove when he's out of the house, and uh, she's like, No, 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 I got it, no, no, a Counselor won't work for you, yeah, well, cause if you don't, I'll pour water on you, <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, and then she told health I love how when she she tells him, she's like, or I'll tell Howl about her little deal. And he's like, wait a minute, you were sleeping. How see, do you remember that?
0: And see, I think that's what got him that time. Because she threatens him twice to pour a bucket of ice yeah. water on him. And he tells her the second time, you can't. If you do that, you're going to kill both of us. Mm-hmm. So it was technically the deal part. He was more afraid of Howl.
3: The first and time. also, she when she freaked out, it wasn't because of the fact that... It wasn't because of the connection between him and Howell that she was worried. She saved the Witch of the Waste life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Calcifer, with this grim death I was talking about earlier, was going to burn her alive. Yes, like he he was. was
2: going to burn he, her he to was going death.
3: To
1: so, yes. uh, moving on, I just have one question. Um, what does.
3: Who.
1: Ugh. Do you guys think Sophie's a witch?
3: Oh. No. Man. Hmm. For me, it's a toss-up because you can say no, and that is probably the easiest route, and it's the it, it, it makes sense. But at the same time, she controls Calcifer, whether it's by her will or by her manipulation. She also figures people out really, really quickly. She figures out, even without trying, that to get Calcifer to be stronger, she his ego a little bit. Yeah, she should have been a con man.
2: Yeah, and look how well she's able to string along the the witch of the wastes. And yeah. then when she reverts to that childlike state at the end, she's able to uh, you know, take care of her and still control her. Yep.
3: Yeah, and it's and so I mean, it's if she's not a witch, she's rolling around with some like, you know,
2: she rolled an 18 on her charisma check, Absolutely. right? There's um I don't think she's a witch because I don't know enough about the world and how you gain your magical powers or if you know, if it's given by birth or if it's I don't know, microscopic bacteria floating around in your DNA. No, that doesn't work anywhere. There's nothing. (laughs) Hey, it's all owned by Disney now. It's (laughs) all canon. It's all owned by Disney. Now I will say this,
3: you're right, Tech, because we only get to know how one person in this entire movie gains his magical powers. Mm. And that's how. And he does it in the most awesome david bowie way i have ever seen in my life like it is if there was anything in this movie that screams david bowie it's how he got his powers yeah yeah
1: take my heart it's all good (laughs) yeah
3: but it's after he eats a fallen star but
1: he had a wizard uncle
3: that is true, but he eats. He literally sees a star falling to Earth, and instead of just saying, I'm going to make a wish on it, he's like, no. I'm going to go capture and consume this thing. And it would have killed him, but he made the deal with Calcifer, and Calcifer consumed his heart. Yeah. And that that basically fostered and bolstered what little power he already had. But and did, both
0: of them acted like they didn't remember the deal.
3: Yeah. I because think it's not... Happened so long I think, I think it was. I what I think it was is a part of their curse. Like how Sophie can't talk about her curse. Howl and Cal, and Howl and Calcifer cannot talk about their curse, which is the which is their life
2: bond. Right. The first rule of demon curses is you don't because, talk about demon curses. <laughs> Why
0: didn't he consume Calcifer a long time ago?
2: Because
3: I don't think he, he wasn't Howl. Yeah. He need he needs Howl. He needs Casiver to be Howl, and he loves being Howl. He loves being Howl more than anything, which is why he allowed him to consume his heart in the first place. He wanted the power more than the
1: heart. Um, exactly. And, and he had no you know, reason to want a
2: heart until meeting Sophie. Exactly. <laughs> Howl's moving it, Castle. I just thought of a great sub uh, a great, uh, uh, subline in <laughs> the yeah. text there. Howl's moving Castle, infinite cosmic power, itty-bitty living space. <laughs> Excellent.
3: So yes. I think, think that calcifer and Howell never say what is the final ember for calcifer neither of them say it yeah douses him in water he says sophie i'm so weak like and that's that's all he says and if you notice did you guys notice earlier in the movie when he almost goes out and howl blows on him yep i did notice it's that beating.
1: Um, is I didn't notice that I was beating. Him, I but I did up. notice that uh, he, how was able to bring him back, and I said, "Is that a heart?" Uh, so I think that Sophie is not quite a witch, but a natural witch, or has the ability to tap in to magic without realizing what she's doing, and her emotions uh have the control.
3: That uh, yes, I would actually agree with that because again, when she's When she first, when she's cleaning the house and goes upstairs, she sees the view and she's like, oh my God, we're up here moving around. Calcifer, is that you doing this? And he goes, of course, who else would it be? She goes, you really are a powerful fire demon. I love your spark. And she kind of gives him a little wink and he's like, she loves my spark. And he gets all big and like. So she's a big old flirt. Oh, she did. Oh, it's great. So tech,
1: what is your theory? that you want to share with us.
2: This movie, uh, in its surrealness, was uh, very uh, reminiscent to me of uh, three other movies. So that's Brazil, Sucker Punch, and The Life of Pi. And the thing that those three movies uh, had in common is that there's a story that we see and another story that's happening in behind that's the reality. But the beautiful, artful story that we see in front is the better visual and is the one that we concentrate on while this other thing is happening in the background. And I think the same thing is happening here in Howl's Moving Castle, that there is a really dull story in the background, but this fantastic story of, like, wizards and moving castles and dimensional portals and a giant war uh, is more fun to watch. But it's a young wizard's apprentice, let's call him Cougar Bait, happens to attract (laughs) the eye of an older witch, the Witch of the Wastes. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, he uh, is strung along as arm candy for this older witch. At the same time, he happens to fall in love with a young hatmaker and runs away with the young hatmaker, attracting the ire of his evil older cougar, who then goes after the young girl. And the, 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 then then begins a, a horrible love triangle of your young cougar bait guy, his older cougar girlfriend, who was the best friend of his boss, not, not, to, just to make work even weirder, because now you've got your boss after you, who is wondering why work got weird, because you started dating my best friend, and we why did you really run away from my best friend with your 15-year-old little chippy hat maker that you found in town the last time you went out to buy supplies? and now i can't find you because you ran off with all of my stuff and it's it's
3: it's, her head who's 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 pursuing the the hat maker too and who was who was cursed by the witch of the wilds anyway because he he turned her down he's like no you're you're hal's
2: lady i can't be with you so she
3: curses him tech continue love square
2: let let tech continue go ahead and uh then you've got this other guy um, and then you 've got the uh the permanently friend zoned uh, uh guy <laughs> who 's been watching hatmaker from afar who well you know for all intents and purposes because she never cares about what he says and she really just thinks of him as a scarecrow he might as well be a scarecrow with a turnip for a head because that 's all she sees in him and friend zoned him hard um but that's a that's a pretty well it's going to be weird to say that's a pretty typical story. It's there's nothing fantastic about it. I think that all of Howl's Moving Castle is in Sophie's mind. I think this is the fantastical version of the story that exists in her in her brain while this mundane sort of a just, you know, it's just another love triangle where my boyfriend uh, is, uh, my boyfriend Cougar Bait is being hit on by the best friend of his boss. And uh, I friend zoned the prince from another kingdom in the backdrop of this great big war. Uh, I think that all of the fantastic visuals, the castle with the big mouth, the fire demons, the magic, the the fact that my boyfriend is a giant bird. Um, I think all of that is an acid trip. <clears throat> So now, There's give my 30-second synopsis 30 that took five minutes. Okay. <laughs> I think this movie is Brazil. This movie is Sucker Punch. This movie is The Life of Pi. And I think of all of the Ghiblies that we've watched so far, if they wanted to make one into live action, I want it to be this one.
1: So we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, and um, we all decided that David Bowie has to play Hal, but unfortunately he can't do that anymore. Uh, suggestions for castings? <sighs>
3: Well, honestly, they're keep all Calcifer dead. Is who he is like I, I, I honestly, Calcifer needs to stay who he is. He's just a voice, and he did great. Like, like, I just like you, you can't beat that. I love that voice actor. Who acting voiced much. Calcifer you know, like,
2: in the English uh, voiceover? Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, you guys. Oh crap! I turned my phone off because in Japanese, it, on, was I'll look fanta- it, up. it was a fantastic voice. In- yeah, he was
1: great in the, in Japanese. I'm looking it up, but yeah,
3: it was. Um, he was a he was a comedian and I cannot think of his name to save my life. Gosh, um, I hope it's not Gilbert Godfrey.
2: Great. Uh oh, no, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh my God. It would you could only make it better with Gilbert Godfrey. Oh my As god. Christopher? Like
0: uh, so it's actually Billy Crystal. Yeah,
1: Billy Crystal. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Actually, actually that yeah. that works really yeah. well. That's really good. Yeah, was I Crystal. think we got
3: the Japanese Billy Crystal. Mm-mm. Dude, and his 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 and I love again I love his delivery of lawns. Like when he's like, when, when she basically is like, no, I'm using it as a stovetop clank cast iron pan. And he goes, fine. Well, here's another curse for you. May all your bacon burn. <laughs> and like and you're just like, Oh, you salty little fire demon. <laughs> he, he wants to be a demon, not a fire demon. Cause every time someone asks him to do something that heat would be used for he gets he gets really really saucy like, I'm, I'm gonna really, need some really hot water i'm taking about. another
2: bath oh not that again
3: yeah he gets super saucy about it and like you're like you're a fire demon what else would you do like what other than power this house what else would you be used for <laughs> Like, but hmm a young, I I still feel like I think we talked about it before. I definitely think the uh, which of the wild, which of the wastes could be could be Betty White, or you could get um, what's it, Maggie, Maggie Grace? Maggie, no, Maggie
1: Smith? Smith is old Jenny,
3: Ma- yeah. Maggie Smith, either old Jenny, I mean, uh, Maggie Smith is either. Old Sophie, or yeah, Old Sophie, Sorry. or um, or the head, w- or the yes, yeah, she
2: would also work really well as the uh... I don't know for the King's Witch. I saw um, either, uh, and I got a problem with dead actresses as I cast them, but uh, Candace Bergen or B Arthur. Ooh,
1: well, Candice is, is still alive. Yeah, but uh, B Arthur isn't. B Arthur is not. Um, but I think I think that's actually kind of um, I think Candace Bergen would uh, really enjoy being cast in the same role that you would put B. Arthur because they're both <sighs> such super feminists I think I think that now, would be really cool I'm looking for that now, now if for, she... for the
2: King's Witch I'm looking for that sarcasm and I think the two yeah. of them do it so well
1: yeah they so, really do now
2: if she was older mm-hmm. if she was
3: older I was thinking of Peggy Bundy I can't think of her actually oh like Katie Seagal.
2: Seagal yes but as the Witch of the Wild so oh look could Wade. age her up she could do that she could do that very very well yeah yeah, she's especially because of
3: how like she wants to be, she wants to be young and beautiful, and she wants to be this kind of you know she's she's again like you said she's a cougar, and that's what Peggy was in in out in the Married with Children. She was this oversexed kind of middle aged woman, and she was always you know nagging on al about it well in this case she doesn't need to nag al about it she can just use magic to get whatever she wants right and so i think that would work really well i think she'd be great i think katie's absolutely
1: so uh young young sophie
2: i don't know find somebody
1: some
3: any beautiful young lady
1: Ah. Uh, selena gomez there you go she's already played a
2: witch Ah. You think, yeah, you're true. Um, or you could maybe get Chloe Grace Nortz, maybe. Oh, Grace- okay. She yeah. could do very good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, no one is allowed to say any bad things about Miss Selena. <laughs> so everybody just shut your <laughs> 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 yacht. You know oh, yeah, yeah. He's, you, he's, you leave her alone. He's a fan. So um I don't know what she does. I don't know if she acts or sings or anything, but uh She kind of dabbles in both. Okay. I I I don't remember And fights any, lupus. And fights lupus. But uh it oh, it picks so the bad. Wrong Boy.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. That's okay. She's better off now. Um so I've got some trivia. Um trivia Upon seeing Spirited Away, Christian Bale immediately agreed to play any role in, in, in any Ghibli film uh, in, or in the next Ghibli film. And he didn't expect to get the titular role. But it was just, that's I cool. love this. I want to be involved. Nice. So
3: I think that's awesome. Uh, although It's the... my, my favorite role by him. I, 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 you know what? He was great as Batman except for his voice in this. If I knew. Have you seen American that... Psycho? It, it, you know what? That's a very. You know what? American Psycho is good, but man, is that a raincoat? Out. Like you, <laughs> again, again, you guys didn't get to hear him screaming, going, "Sophie, what did you do to me?" I'm no, a
1: I idiot. haven't. Yeah, I have not seen that. Oh. I do need to oh, see that. Uh, but it's um, worth it if
3: you're not beautiful. Pout. Uh,
1: yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Life is. What's because What's the point I of just, life if
3: you're not beautiful? Mm. <laughs> It, and by the way i don't cuz you guys don't get it cuz marco i love his voice actor in this mm-hmm. cuz he plays it well he's like during that scene you, you know who is that like, is who is mm-hmm. it marco
1: uh it's uh josh hutchinson you may remember him what from the hunger eat? games and he's like grown up to be the pretty boy oh
3: is he peter is he peter bread yeah peter bread
1: <laughs> that actually bread works bread? really good <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but no it's great cuz he's like cuz he goes Cause, uh, cause uh, when Sophie's like, "What is wrong with him?" and she's like, "Oh, he's calling the demons of the dark." I've seen this before. Last time he did it was when a girl broke up with him, <laughs> and she goes, "Oh goodness, melodramatic." <laughs> she just like she just sighs at him. It's pretty great. Like that whole scene is wonderful.
1: Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I just happened to notice on Josh Hudson, Hutchinson's IMDb, uh, his mom is Michelle Fightmaster Hutchinson. Fightmaster. That's an Fightmaster? awesome
3: name. Yeah.
2: So is, she, so is she like a referee? Like, is she? she um, I have no idea. I, uh, I just got stuck with this idea that Howl's Moving okay. Castle must exist. This entire thing would make a lot more sense if it existed in the world of the anime of uh, Love, Chinebio, and Other Delusions. Oh. <laughs> They're not really wizards. They just play at being wizards. That would be so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Howell man. needs to meet the Dark Lord
3: Shingen. <laughs> Dude, and I love, by the way, um, I, we talked about it a little bit, but we didn't talk about it. But Calcifer's consumption, like what he consumes for power.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and he, when a, he, he takes her hair and he's like, oh, but your heart or your eyes would be so wonderful.
3: Any <laughs> time in this movie where he seems demonic, like where he actually seems like the monster that he is, because he's like, you know, Sophie. I could use anything to be more powerful. Like you your keep eyes.
0: calling him a monster, but he's not a monster. He
2: asked to eat her eyes. No, he said, "Just think of what I could do with your <laughs> exactly. eyes." Exactly, because I did that yeah, because, with your hair. Because the bigger the sacrifice, the bigger the power. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mind you, how much does she love her hair? Because
3: goodness gracious, yeah. He literally <laughs> held together a be a, a, a just a almost completely disintegrated house like he, as like, the house
2: was disintegrating i kept changing the name of the movie because it went from howl's moving castle to, oh, Howl, yeah. to howl's moving cottage to yeah. uh, uh it was howl's, the, howl's moving howl's moving uh howl's moving deck yeah and then at the, at the end at the end when the when they're like flying away it's like oh look it's howl's moving summer house <laughs>
1: so um i did also want to mention the uh drawing of how as his bird figure that was gorgeous mm-hmm. that was so beautiful i think Hal was the sexiest when he was bird
2: how and by the way the bird that he was imitating was a sparrow
1: oh nice that is a very
2: uh near and dear bird to Tex heart or a, a swallow yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> In yeah, a swallow. He had the split yeah. tail, right? Yeah, split tail and the point, uh, the pointed, knockbacked wings. Uh, yeah, he was, he was, uh, he was a barn swallow. So uh, in Japanese, subame, subame.
3: So, uh, can we talk about, can we talk about the dapper, the dapper monsters for a second with their little top
2: hats? I'm loving Oh, I love they're, and they're and their very dapper. Yes. Did they remind you of the, like dressed up putties from Power Rangers? <laughs> They did. They did. If only they made the
1: brooing, they noise. They were awesome. I they, stylistically,
3: I absolutely
1: was in love with them. They were so
3: cool. Yeah, it, I loved
1: how and people melted in this.
3: Well, if you, I was, I forgot to mention this earlier, but remember when Sophie first got turned? Her skin was super saggy and melty, and you see her like pulling at her skin, like, oh my god, I'm old, and then she's like, I'm old. Well,
0: yeah. She basically acted like nothing had changed. Yeah. Because that's what she saw herself as. She yeah. did not see herself as gorgeous like her mom who had a lot of attention constantly. Oh man, her mom she and herself is the- very plain and very just non-noticeable, so mm-hmm. being old, you know, she didn't have to worry about getting any attention. She didn't have to sit there and worry about Going out and having fun. So, so she, she went was from able being to-
2: invisible to being even more invisible. Yeah,
0: she went from yeah, and- being
1: invisible to not having to worry about being invisible.
3: By the yeah. way, did anyone else think? That her mother was basically A young representation of the Witch of the Wilds like that was what the Witch Of the Wilds was when she was younger and now she was
2: Clinging to that with dear life Oh yeah I can see that yeah that same type of person Absolutely Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: so although The film was not released in the United Kingdom Until 23 September 2005 Director Hayao Miyazaki Personally traveled to England in the Summer of 2004 to give a private Showing of the film to Diana Wayne Jones who is the author of the book who also, by the way, had contact with the studio during production, but didn't have uh, influence or impact. And she said she preferred it that way. She said it's going to be a different story. And that's good because it's a different medium. And she was very excited by the project. Um, Sophie City was modeled after Comar, France. So you can actually look up. There's pictures of uh, the city that it was modeled after, and it almost looks like they painted directly over these photos. It was it
3: was really great. Uh, Hayao Miyazaki. Miyazaki hmm? He was going draw, draw my minions, draw. <laughs> <is exactly. laughs>
1: Hayao Miyazaki One, and, and Hayao Miyazaki and Lauren Bacall, who played the uh, voiced the English version of the Witch of the Waste. Uh, Both were longtime fans of each other's work and uh, only met at a subtitled screening in New York. Uh, Bacall jokingly asked Miyazaki if he was married. Now, this is the part that I really like. Um, Symbols and metaphors are rampant in the story. The castle is representative of Howl himself, a highly powerful yet disorganized mess with a lot of baggage. The black gateway on the portal dial is the way to Howl's psyche and unconsciousness or unconscious, sorry, uh, which he keeps to to himself, uh, he keeps himself immersed in. Calcifer, the fire, is, of course, the heart. By the way, it's really cute that the uh, hearth is the heart, which is the same uh, symbol.
2: The same root word.
1: Yeah, Uh, uh, quite literally. Markle could be understood as the innocent childlike part of Howl. Sophie starts by organizing things in the castle, wins over Markle as well as Calcifer, at the end, she is able to help Hal. finally when the ring Hal gave her leads her to her to his innermost self, the black gateway on the dial. She visits his past and finally is able to help him reconcile his past, his feelings, his heart to his present state. So one of the lows that I had before I read that is why is Markle there? Where did he come from? Why is he in this castle? And now I'm like, oh, okay. He's part of the
3: castle. Think about it this way. It's kind of like how Bruce Wayne has Dick Grayson, right? No, this is better better than that. But it's the same premise, right? A powerful man can't seem to not want to help this one kid for reasons, right? And In in Hal's case, it's because he he reminds himself of his youthful, innocent self. Whereas, you know, the modern Hal is just a fancy, free playboy who uh, wants to, you know, flit around the world and have wonderful times with the ladies. And, oh, there's a war going on? Nah, I'll get to that later.
2: You were going to say, Tech? Uh, I love that um, the uh, tradition of how Miyazaki uh, draws uh, mustaches and beards is uh kept alive in this movie with markle's uh old yeah. uh old like dwarf like he looks like an old gnome yeah but that that <laughs> big giant bushy beard that takes up two-thirds of his body i don't know i love and that. no one bats an
3: eyelash not a like thing. Hey, why are you three feet tall top, right? say again Jason? Um, he's a fantasy world version of zz top it's fine
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> i think i made a joke like that during the movie um so in the japanese version uh there's one actress that plays uh young and grandma sophie and in english it's split between a young lady and um jean simmons not kiss jean simmons but the actress Wait, jean simmons what yeah so in the oh. english version oh. it's two separate actresses but in the japanese version it's one actress
3: um Choose the japanese voice actors? Yeah,
1: She she does a really good job by the way Like you can tell the difference In age from her voice at the same time um, It was originally Supposed to be directed by somebody else uh, Josh Hutcherson Who voices Markle and Jenna Malone Who voices Letty uh, They ended up uh, working together in The Hunger Games uh, This is Gene Simmons Last cinema film Which that's the second time
3: that's happened So far hmm? that's, that's a good way to go out Yeah like, <laughs> Uh, Think about it. What's his name? Um, uh, Gomez from Adam's Family.
1: Sean Astin. Uh, not Raul's Sean sorry, John John Astin. John Aston. Sean Astin's his son. Sorry.
3: Yeah, Raul's Julia
1: had to go out on. Sorry,
3: Raul Julia. Yeah, Julia. Go out on Street Fighter. Uh, Sean Connery had to go out on League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, and what 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 did Megatron go out on, on? Was it? Megatron, he's still alive. Oh, it was, uh, oh, no. it was uh, Orson. Yeah, Orson Welles. Orson Welles. Yeah, he went out. He went out with the voice of Ultron, but or, or Ultron, but you didn't
2: know it was him because it was so
3: modulated and changed.
2: Yeah, and uh, he went out on uh, really being really really drunk on <laughs> wa- bad wine commercials.
1: No, that was m- long before right. he passed. Oh, you know <laughs> I I look,
2: up. I look i I'll look those up. I have, I have I have a, a oh yeah yeah, yeah, that, yeah. The, uh, and the the peas. wine the wine and the peas so good uh mm-hmm. and the really great
1: uh by the way there is a reenactment of the whole peas thing done by Sherman Sleeves which is a podcast go check that out it's awesome. Uh but uh Howl's Moving Castle is actually centered around war and this is Miyazaki's main message throughout the film. However, interestingly enough, there's no mention at all of war in the novel that the movie's based on. So it, the struggle of war and pacifism, this is this is Miyazaki's deal. He likes this and he put all that in. Um well, yeah, nature
3: and pacifism. Those are his two big things. Yeah. Uh Awesome female characters,
1: yes, and awesome
2: and children. Yeah. So the uh, the the effects the effects of man on nature and the effects of war are the prime motives of a Japanese director that was raised in the fifties and sixties. You <laughs> don't say. You don't
1: say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And his family's livelihood growing up was based off
3: making parts for the Zero.
1: Yeah, and and let's not forget, he also has a whole environmentalism thing that he throws in there, too. So which company made the Zero, by the way? This is interesting.
2: I, why don't you tell us? Mitsubishi. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> that after the war, all of these great companies that we now know of making all kinds of products that we use were in fact military, military industrial complex companies that after the war had to go into other industries. Mitsubishi, Yokohama, Yamaha, uh, Toshiba. Uh, IBM? The best, one of the best. There is, by the way, there are one. IBM service rifles. No, no, no. I have at the school here, I have seen a machine gun, a fifty caliber machine gun with a stamp on the side that said International Business Machine nice
3: i uh one of the best ones of those also is nintendo nintendo used to be a playing card company
2: they go back to the 1800s making different types of board games and uh different types of yeah cards and only in the 80s did they did they foray into video games as
1: i've been saying for years nintendo has a way to always stay relevant and And, like, from the eighteen mm-hmm. hundreds that 's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so the differences between the film and the book uh, in the book, Sophie is a witch, and each hat she makes, she whispers things to or talked about the sort of person who wears it and what they would do or experience and in the process, she was unknowingly casting spells that, along with Hal taking an interest in her is why the Witch of the waste came to the shop.
2: Because uh, yeah, they never explained that in the show as oh. to why why the witch found her. Yeah.
3: That that makes – well, I always thought it was because she saw her and Howell floating together because she came in after that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and this is why the witch is scoffing my, at the hats. Yeah, this makes more sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. my thing is um, that makes a lot of sense because her line in the English dub is, my. You're the most tacky thing in here. Meaning every hat is tacky, but you, my dear, are tackiest, and you make tacky hats. Yeah. So that makes a whole lot of sense. That's like
1: some crazy shade going on there.
3: <laughs> and it also makes a whole lot of sense when her mother's like, because you, because you, because her the shop is not actually Sophie's. It's no. her mother' hat yeah. shop, and her mother isn't doing any work. She's just selling hats. And, so and and is like,
1: the center of attention. Yeah.
3: Exactly. So you're like, she's probably not she's probably like you think about it right after you read that, she's not selling the hats. Sophie's spells are probably selling the hats to the people she feels they need to be sold to. And the mother's just kind of the face, right? Yeah. Um and so that's why Sophie tells her mother in the beginning of the movie, oh, no, 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 no. You guys go out and have fun. I'm fine. It's whatever. I'm, I'm yeah. just going to be making some hats. Yep. Like, makes so much more sense. Uh,
1: so, Sophie is established as a witch who can talk life into things in the book. While in the movie, it's left up, up to the viewer to realize this. Some of the moments that make her powers obvious is are when, when, uh, blah, blah. Sorry, are when Sophie rescues the scarecrow and he gets deeply attached to her as well as when her hair gives her when her hair gives Calcifer extraordinary strength. Even while Howl is absent, Calcifer repeatedly singles her out, confirming that only if it is her performing the action while he is able to live on and Howl be able to accept his heart back. OK, so it needs yeah, he her to do that. it. Yeah,
3: yeah uh, he says that. Yeah, i yeah. think it was after she splashed him with water and she's yeah. like come on calcifer you can do it and he's like i don't know sophie but for you i'll try exactly
1: uh sophie being a witch also has a significant power over the witch's curse only she doesn't know about it in her sleep while she's dreaming and during deeply emotional moments when she is upset or happy and completely in love with Hal, she turns back to her younger self being able to undo the curse by accepting and embracing herself, giving into her own powers, and then there's a whole thing about like she's got multiple sisters and stuff, so that that's not important. Uh, in the novel, Sophie actually learns she is al- also has magical powers, and she is the one that defeats the w- witch of the waters along with her own fire demons. So she has a, her own fire demon. So Ka- Ka- uh, Howl has one, and she has one. So those are the differences. <laughs> And uh, let's move on to ratings.
3: Hmm. I like I like I like that idea. I, like that. I mm. now want to read the book.
1: Tech, I get to start. Yep. Hmm. I'm hoping you rating it will help me figure out. I'm vacillating between two uh, scores.
2: I will. So should we talk about our ratings uh, yet again before we go to give our actual scores? If you'd like, okay. go ahead. Um, we're using a full one to ten scale here. Oh yes, let's yeah. let's explain what they mean. Okay, so, so a one to ten scale, so that uh, you know, well, if I, zero is horrifying. So, well, I'll get to, I'll, yeah. I'll get to that in a second. Okay. Just let let me yeah. explain. If understand that five of ten is the middle of the scale. Yeah, that's so average. Average an average movie would be a five, and a really really good movie is a ten. The problem we get in as reviewers, and we see this all over the place, is that everything falls in between seven and nine. And yeah. when I gave a movie a three, I was nearly lynched. But understand that that just means that it's below average. Yeah. So uh, let, let me go again through the scale here. So uh, a zero... Uh, zero is horrifying. Horrifying. One, dreadful. Two, tedious. Three, boring. Four, mediocre. Five, average. Six, solid. Seven, exceptional. Eight, dazzling. Nine, penultimate. 10 sublime. And on that note, I will have to give this a 7, mm-hmm. exceptional. So 7 ignored friend zone turnip heads. <laughs> 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 and why um okay, so uh I've talked about the I've talked about uh what I, I'm looking for in these movies. So, all of the Miyazaki stuff is there. The music, amazing. The voice cast in Japanese, amazing. I can't wait to hear the Christian Bale howl. Um, The animators, there's a pile of dead animators on this movie, amazing. Uh, The story is good. The plot is great. Everything is there. Um, And, bonus points... It actually has an ending. It's a really solid ending, too. It's a really good ending. The movie actually ends. It doesn't just stop like a lot of the other ones. But I'm going to ding it. Spirited away, the um, stylization of the characters seemed to work in this one. It tended to pull me away from it a little bit. Uh, And uh, the... uh, how they tried to—I uh, guess I don't know—they were running out of money or time, or they're like, "Man, this movie is already over two hours, dude. You got—you got to like wrap this up." Oh, okay, uh, turnips the prince from another castle. Uh, the war is over, and uh, everybody lives happy happily ever after. Hooray! So it was an ending, but it wasn't a very good one. Because well, it, it was a good ending, but there were things that were rushed. Yeah, it, yeah. it's—it wasn't a complete ending. Yeah. So- There's still
3: movies somewhere out there to to
2: tie
3: the end, yeah. to tie the, to put the pretty bows in all the ties. Yeah.
2: If they wanted to do a movie about turnip, and if they wanted to do a movie about the relationship between the two witches, I would watch those in a heartbeat. Uh, this movie is the, a, a perfect example of, uh, we've all seen a lot of movies out there that they make franchises out of that they don't need to. This is one of those that, uh, like gone in 60 seconds. Doesn't need a, doesn't need a sequel. This is, Needs sequels and a lot of them, and I'll watch all of them if they make
3: them. Or, or, or an animated series. You get, you can get twenty-four, you can get twenty-six episodes of that bad boy. Absolutely. Speaking of which, are we going to cover the the Ghibli animated series? Uh, I don't know what is I'm, it. Amazon Prime. I don't. I
1: don't I have no idea. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Right. So, uh Yeah, I am going to give this. An 8.9 David Bowie's out of David Bowie's.
2: Um, <laughs> that's a lot of David Bowie's. That's
1: a lot of David Bowie's. Uh, Something because I do think it's quite penultimate, but it's very, very, it's so David Bowie dazzling that it needs those extra uh, .9 points there. So I
3: mean, oh, speaking of Nanny, you just reminded me when you said dazzling. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to get someone to play Howl there is one other person who could do it and he's also dead Prince
1: No David Bowie over Prince any day I don't know any, man they're no, both fabulous. One's less of an abuser <laughs> and 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 that, uh, treated him mom really well So moving on uh Jen what is your rating
0: I'm going to have to give this Seven, may your bacon always burn curses.
3: Oh, you know me so well. You took, I was going to say burning bacon curses.
2: (laughs) Oh, you took it. It is a wonderful curse.
0: It's a wonderful curse. But
2: why seven out of ten, Jen?
0: So, story was very solid, as everybody's already said. But it's got a lot of underlying um, sad things to it. And again, I did not notice these until this last time I watched it. It's got the war that's going on right now, I understand, is, you know, very real time for Japan and stuff like that. But it's got the truth behind how a lot of soldiers act. It's got the mother that basically abuses Sophie. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, it's got, um, you know, Howell is basically a child that was tra- who was traumatized as a child. You know, he has no heart. He lost his heart as a child. He was never able to. He
3: gave it up for power.
0: He was never able to be a child. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, little stuff like that, it, it kind of hits you when you're older and you notice them and you've watched this like seven, eight times, you know, and you finally actually start seeing them. But if you actually just sit back and enjoy the movie, you've got your animation, you've got your story, you've got... uh I love Turniphead. I really do. Until he turned back to a prince, and yep. I was like, "Oh, I feel her!" I totally no. lost interest. And she pisses me off.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. you know what Though, like, if he's like that with as turnip head, I'm pretty sure he's going to be like that as the prince, though. Now, would you have liked it if Sophie stayed an old woman and he was turnip head and they
2: lived together that way?
1: No. No.
2: Young Sophie and turnip head.
1: No. Because she's not
2: interested in Turnip. Just Turnip in the backyard holding up the laundry line. Aw. Of (laughs) of, of Howell's Moving Castle.
3: I got to do his laundry now? Oh, Oh, man. Did you just... I I don't think I can say that word on your podcast, but I'll say it it offline.
0: There was no, you know, love story between the two. There was no spark. Like, yes, he comforted her and he He took care of her.
3: He sparked.
1: As much as he could. But Turnip it was James Blunt on a subway looking at a girl singing, She's Beautiful, <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the
2: girl. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll oh, never be with you. Oh, oh man. Can you imagine yeah. if this was a musical? With music oh, by James man. Blunt. He could play Howl.
1: Yeah, he could play He's pretty owl.
2: enough. Uh,
3: so, Jason, mm. what is your rating? I got to give this eight great and powerful fire demons out of 10. Um, I like this movie. I like Howl's moving castle a lot. Um, But again, I feel like once you start getting into animation style and like, because I have to compare these because I feel it's unfair to compare anything by Ghibli to anything else other than, other Ghibli things right like maybe if you put this up against say a Pixar film that'd be kind of fair if you wanted to compare them but you have to compare them against one another because they set the benchmarks so high like it's just unfair
2: there's nothing
3: else out there that does what they do exactly like you can't like like, don't get me wrong you know back in the day you could compare you know films and like those early animated films to one another because they were the only shows out there but once Ghibli and the Miyazaki stuff came out, like in a whole nother stratosphere, just like when it comes to CGI movies, you can't really compare anybody to Pixar. You just got to compare Pixar to what they've done previously. So I got to do that. And I feel like, too. huh? Incredibles two, Yeah. Can't wait. Um, Bring it to the other stuff. There are some, it's better than a lot of the Ghibli stuff, but it's not better than some stuff. And some of that is still to come, which is great. So, I gotta give, I gotta give it, I gotta give it that eight, that eight out of ten. That so,
2: eight. what you have ranked higher? You said that there's other stuff that's better. You have ranked uh, Totoro, Kiki, and Spirited Away higher than this. Yes, and everything and honestly, else you have ranked lower.
3: And I think what I would say is the reason why is because the female characters in that I like better. I like Sophie, I do. And if they had made her a witch in this, like in the actual book, I probably would have probably given this a nine.
2: Yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah it's, I like Sophie, but I like Kiki better. Absolutely. Yeah. Kiki,
3: Hiro, um, and the sisters from Totoro. Like, I mean, yeah. you can't get better than that. You just can't. And coming up in, they haven't got to that yet, but probably my favorite female character. It's coming up. Don't tell us. Don't tell us. You know, I'm, sitting, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking. I'm sitting here thinking what movies we got coming up.
2: What's the next one, Nutty?
1: Ah, our next movie is only yesterday, which buy that one. is not a Miyazaki.
2: No, we it are is. done with the Miyazakis.
1: Well, we're not done with the Miyazakis. We've 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 changed the order mm. so that we don't have a bunch of sad ones all together. All
3: right. So Ooh, this is a sanity's.
1: Takahata one.
3: Oh yeah, which, which is our Takahata,
1: as as Jason has informed me, most of the sad ones come from him.
2: So I'm still not watching Grave of the Fireflies. I'll hold you, Tech. It's fine. No, uh, no you have to hold me. Okay, I'll hold you both. I'm big. <laughs> Everybody snuggle up to the big bear.
1: So uh, we give this exactly. uh, all together. We give this a 7.7 7 out of 10, uh, which uh, is, is pretty good. And I just want to quickly go over this. Uh, with Jen, because I was able to do that with everyone else on previous casts. Uh, Going over your previous scores, so um, let's see, your lowest scored was Princess Mononoke. You thought that was average? Yeah. Okay. And uh, Whisper of the Heart is the next lowest, and that is a solid movie with a 6 out of 10. Yeah.
3: All right. Violin Maker
1: Novel and writer. I'm gonna assume all the others because everything else is seventy. Uh, sorry, seven and above. So just uh, just confirming that there. And by the way, for listeners, if you're wondering where did we get this nice rating system, we totally stole it from Trechnologic, which is awesome. <laughs> and it it just makes rating things very simple, and so people don't walk out and get really mad when
2: somebody says, "Well, I found it boring." So. And if you're a fan of Trek and want to see people dis- – want, is- want to hear what your group of friends would sound like disassembling every episode of Star Trek of all of the series and do it in character, as uh, as the uh, crew of the Timeship Relativity, I recommend you listen to the Tretnologic podcast. Yeah, they're quite it fun. Is, it is fantastic. Yeah, and there's a big backlog. So
1: anyway, thank you for
2: joining us. Uh, next, we will be doing
1: Only Yesterday. I have no clue what it's about other than I'm pretty sure it's sad.
3: So – since 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 we rearranged, and that's going to be mm. the next one, we're all going to be virgins for that movie. Oh, really? From yesterday, because from yesterday has only just been released in America. It has been out in Japan for a quite a while, but this release here in America is its first. Oh, and cool. so I will be watching this for the first time when I see
2: it for the podcast. And I assume same for Jen? Yep. Oh, excellent! And then, so the next three we've got only yesterday, Pompoco, and my neighbor, the Yamadas, are yes. the next three.
1: Yes. And uh, my neighbor, the Yamadas.
3: <laughs> what? Oh, so, so it goes. So it goes. Only yesterday, Pompoco and then my neighbors. Yep. Yes. Ooh, you might. I don't. I don't know how this. I don't know how only yesterday is going to be, but you'll definitely need my neighbors the Yamadas to follow up Pompoco. Ooh,
2: baby. <laughs> Oh goody! <laughs> for a movie with yeah. such a cheerful and up uh, and up, upbeat sounding name like *Pompoko*, I'm assuming I should get a box of Kleenex for this one. This movie has scarred me
0: for life. <laughs> oh my gosh, really?
1: <laughs> it's a it's a jibba. <laughs> it's a Miyazaki. It's supposed to be happy. She's
3: laugh. I don't know laugh. if I. I am not joking. Like I, I don't know if I'll be able to force her to watch this again. Like she's only seen.
1: Not have to watch it again if it's scarred her for
3: life. She only seen it once.
0: Jen sees it every time she drives down the road.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers, light spoilers. I'm just saying again.
0: Right, be
3: that's why I said it. I think I said it in an earlier in the podcast. That's why they only let Asao Takahata off his leash every few years, like every six or seven years. Because that dude, when he gets let loose, he's like, Yeah,
2: let's do this. And he <laughs> starts crippling
3: people's emotions. <laughs>
2: like, do you I mean, feel bad about the firebombing of Tokyo? No, you don't. Not yet. Not enough. Let Takahata out of his but, cage. No, we can do this you will
1: you want to feel sad you will oh oh, okay I just I just saw it's it's that's the raccoon one yes it is okay I've been waiting for the raccoon one all right because you guys talked about it on your show years ago and ever since I'm like I can't figure out what this raccoon movie is so anyway thank you for joining us we rambled off we do that Uh, but uh, join us for only yesterday Uh, we'll let you know when we see that Thank you, everyone. We've enjoyed this, and uh, we're. Is there a name for Ghibli fans, like Ghibli heads or something? Because I, whatever it is, I'm definitely a Ghibli oh, fan. Fire
3: demons. Fire demons. Great and no, great and powerful. You gotta, you gotta say the whole thing. It's like a name. It's like a tribe called Quest. You gotta say the whole thing. We are great and powerful fire demons. That's that's the name for Ghibli fans. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we could say we're squiggly tentacle monster demons. I mean, that happened. That doesn't.
1: That's not specifically Ghibli. We're a bunch of cute little <laughs> girls. That works. They,
0: they actually have a bunch of suggestions out. They don't have a set name. They have a bunch of suggestions out. Yeah. Uh, no facers, Totoros, gibblers, giblets, giblonian, ghibli sprites, <laughs> giblets, giblatos, <gibblottos,
2: laughs> giblonies. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no. That's something else. Uh, I, I, I'm i going to put my vote in for either Totoro's or uh, giblets.
2: Yeah, I go with giblets. I like that giblets.
1: Yeah, I like that.
3: There's a pun there. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I say we're giblets in gravy?
2: No. Uh, only if you want me to be.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, thank you, everyone. Good to, uh, you can find us at org, and you can find our guides at talknerdytomepodcast.com. The two is the number two. And you can listen to their regular show. You can also listen to Nutty Bites by going to org. But enjoy. Uh, and we'll be back for Ghibli Cast. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Join us for The Bycast, a podcast by and for the bisexual community.
0: We discuss and give voice to all of us under the big umbrella, bringing you information, news, entertainment, and support for all. You can find us at org, at bycast on Twitter, bycast on Tumblr, and Bycast in iTunes. Visit the Bycast page on Facebook and see how you can join the Facebook group. And remember, you're not wrong, and you're not broken, and you are not alone. So pull up your favorite comfy chair and relax. And remember, everybody gets a cookie.